Hey everybody, what is up? It's your girl Lise coming at you with another episode of Most Bias Plays. Taking a break from all that dating action, I thought we would try a different kind of flavor and spice because, you know, we're all about that venturing out and trying different spices. So that kind of leads us to this week's discussion on the life of an expat. I've got a couple of friends with me today to share some dope insight on their experiences as well as tips on living in London. So introducing you, Double L, BJ, and we've got two new members today. Hi, I'm Millennial Pink. MP for short. And I'm from Sydney. I moved from Sydney uh, to London, March 2019. Hi, I'm Sapphire. Oh, Sapphire. Mm, she's spicy. Uh, I moved to London from Sydney in um, October 2017. Awesome. So we're basically going to give you the full lowdown and what it's like living abroad. All the tips that we have for you guys. We're going to put it all down on this very podcast. You guys just went through it but like how long have you living in London for what was your reason for your move what motivated you to move over to London so I'm from Vancouver Canada as you can probably tell by the accent hopefully and I moved about a year ago from Vancouver so I think a lot of people come here to do the sort of basic stuff oh I want to travel and see London and go see the Harry Potter thing and live that glamorous life in the double-decker bus but I, I kind of moved for just because I hated living in Vancouver and I hated the life I was living. You're kind of just the same people and you see them every day and then you, you eat the same thing for lunch, you go to the same place for work. And Vancouver is really beautiful, but it's kind of like a really beautiful girl with no personality. Like if you stay there long enough, you realize there's just nothing behind it. Yeah, and she's so lying a bit flat over there, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, what do you want to eat today? It, it, sometimes it felt like I was living in a city that was the personification of like a chicken breast only seasoned with salt and pepper. So why not London, right? Because it's it's dirtier than Vancouver. It's more intense than Vancouver. There's people that are more abrasive, more nicer, more expressive, creative. Like when I got here, within the first day I saw a fist fight. In the first four hours that I was here, I saw a fist fight in Whitechapel. Yeah. And then within about the first three weeks, someone almost tried to fight me in a back alley because I didn't have a lighter. And then someone tried to choke me in a nightclub. You can watch. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch another podcast. That is, that is <laughs> full London experience. <laughs> it is the full classic, you know, London experience. Did you really go to, you know, London if you didn't get choked? Like, yeah, I remember when I was getting choked, I was like, this is what I came here for. Yeah, let's go. Were you oh, like, I'm living in Whitechapel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought Whitechapel was nice. To give you uh, some context, Whitechapel is apparently very sketchy. But... Um, there's a lot of brown people there. I'm brown, so I felt right at home. I didn't feel sketched out. People called me brother. But you it's get, also where nod. Jack the Ripper decided yeah, to go on know, a rampage there. Yeah, sure. It's sketchy, but uh, that's basically why I moved to London. I just wanted to be attacked by my environment. Maybe not physically, but that happened too. Building some character. They say, um, they say like uh, Vancouver is quite similar to, to Sydney. It's really interesting because a lot of Australians move here because it's so easy. So yeah. when like when like Brits meet Australians over here, they're just like, oh, just are you another like are you just another Aussie kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. But I feel like you know with Canadians, there's I feel like there's so few of them. Yeah, why is that the case? Why don't they move over like us Australians? First of all, we only get two to three weeks of vacation, so we have a culture of not going to different places a ton, and we also have America right there. So if you're gonna move for your career and things like that, a lot of times you're gonna move there. And things are really comfortable in Canada. We just have a, the culture is very comfortable. Why would you leave? You know, you got 
especially Vancouver or Toronto. In Vancouver, you have the mountains, you have the ocean, you have legalized marijuana. We don't have that culture of, oh, let's go out and see the world. Whereas I've heard, this might be a fake stat, but I've heard at any given time in Australia, 10% of your population is not in the country. And there's just this whole spirit of travel. Maybe I feel like that's very accurate. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was the same for Canadians. Because isn't it like there's a saying that you'll always meet like an Aussie, an Irishman, and a Canadian wherever you go? I like that. The perfect trio? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> solid. Well, I feel a bit silly now because I actually came because of work. Um, for my career, I was actually very excited to come to London and work with really big clients and further my career. And um, it, it's kind of the service line that I worked in. It's actually um, an achievement to be sent over on a secondment to yeah. the London firm, which is the first firm of where yeah. um, I work. So I was sent here first for two years and I kind of stayed for about 18 months um, before just kind of going down the contracting route, so the working holiday um, traveling experience. But I guess thinking back now where I am and, and and even saying that, it sounds a bit silly. Oh, I came here for my career. I was going to be a go-getter. I was going to do so well. It was like all those yeah. TV shows I watched where like girl power, like smash it in the yeah. UK, girl from Aussie. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, wow, I was quite naive. So yeah, I, I moved for work and I actually also wanted to try, I, I was fresh out of home as well. So I'd never lived out of home and it was just um, something to challenge myself to move somewhere else and see if like I could actually make friends as an adult outside well, of Sydney. Me next. Um, so funny story actually. Um, I think what triggered me going to London was actually three years ago now we went on this uh, massive like Europe kind of like holiday trip and uh, we went from like Yacht Week to Ultra in Croatia to then Tomorrowland in Belgium. And uh, yeah, it was like, it was like an amazing trip. And then all my friends were just like, hey, why don't we just move to London? Like as a joke. It wow. just, it just all started like <laughs> as a joke. And when I went back to, back to Sydney, it was like exactly what um, BJ was saying earlier. All my friends were the same. We we're going to the same places. We were just like doing the same shit all over and like again, basically. And I kind of just got over it and I was like, crap, I think I want to move to London. And then, yeah, that's how that's how it all started yeah um yeah and looked into it and kind of just moved with work as well because uh, I was really lucky my company is uh kind of global so I kind of that's how I made like the connection to um interview for a job over here just via video chat and yeah that's how I got here yeah that's pretty sweet and millennial pink <laughs> my reasons well let's go back to 2018 I just turned 27 and at the time I think I was getting headhunted by another company and um, so that was really exciting and a week after so things are going to get really dark yeah so a week after I turned 27 my friend from uni had passed away suddenly from skin cancer so that was quite crazy and the current company I had worked for I hadn't I didn't I couldn't find the heart to like, how am I going to resign at this job? I've never really resigned anyway because, you know, I've, I got the job that I was getting headhunted at. So my friend passed away on the Saturday and then the Tuesday I got the job at the new company and then the next day 
I was like shooting myself and being like, how am I going to tell my manager? I've never had a one on, me and my manager didn't have a good, re- yeah. good professional relationship. Like yeah. he was really cold and distant. And some days I feel like he never really wanted to hire me and because it was a different manager that hired me. And I've been working there for a year and a half and I was texting my best friend. So my best friend at this point had moved to Germany for a year and a bit now. And going to Europe was in the works and kind of the same as LL. I've um, always dreamed about going to Europe and living there because my mom has lived in Switzerland for six years when she was in her 20s. I was like, you know, I'm going to do that dream one day. But at the time, I was like, I just got a new job. Um, I was in a serious relationship. Moving overseas was not on my cards, but I did have a four-week trip planned in the summer. So on that Wednesday morning, I was messaging my best friend being like, how the freak am I going to resign? This is like really scary, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know how to tell my boss that like I'm moving on. And then I said to her, wouldn't it be really funny? Like if I got made redundant, like how sweet would that be? Right. And she's like, yeah, that'd be so funny because like, you know, you have a pay package and then you can come, you can use your redundancy money to move to Europe. I'm like, lol, lol, lol. And like, you know, work starts back home in Sydney at nine. At 9.30, my manager calls me um on my desk phone so I straight away picked up and be like hey um are you locked downstairs do you want me to come get you he's like no I want you to come to this room oh luckily I had already mentally started packing my stuff up so I was like I'm gonna get kicked out like they're gonna walk me out blah 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 and I look for this room and I couldn't even find it so I even had to ask like reception being like hey where's this room and she's like oh that's the HR room I was like yeah (laughs) yeah I gotta (laughs) I gotta get fired somehow I go to this room my manager's there with the saddest looking face and this HR manager I was like oh I don't know what's gonna go on and then she told me she started you know doing the spill the redundancy spill so I was like oh my god what the fuck like 10 minutes ago I just messaged my friend being like wouldn't it be so funny to get made redundant I'm actually getting made redundant like this is (laughs) crap but then like I was like no I'm happy this is good this is good news because like I just got a new job I'm getting made redundant I'm about to go on my this European trip like that's perfect right and then um the HR manager like does a spill and she's like do you want to talk I'm like no I just want to talk to my manager she's like that's cool so she leaves and I think like I was just on a roller coaster of emotions, so I start crying. And my manager, like first my manager, like are you okay? Out of happiness, crying. out of happiness, yeah. Well, like <laughs> you know, but then I was like, you go through all this emotion because you're happy, but then you're sad, but then you're angry because it's kind of like you're the one being dumped. You know, you're just going through all these emotions yeah. to like. I think I kind of said this to kind of make him feel bad. He's like, how are you feeling? And I'm like, you know, my friend died this weekend. And he was just like, oh, my God, I am so sorry. So I just started crying and crying. And then I was like, you know, you know, it's fine. Because, like, yesterday I, I got a new job. Um, <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, I didn't even know how to tell you because I don't want to leave you guys. And I got headhunted and it was not planned. And he was like, oh, actually, that makes me feel so much better that you've got something out there. Look, I've never done this before. I feel really horrible. I'm so sorry your friend passed away. Um so yeah and then like I go into this like great European trip with my sister and her boyfriend and like this is really great and um at the time like uh the partner I was with we were quite making like serious decisions and like about to buy a house together and all that but I was like maybe maybe the European dream is not for me you know um after traveling Europe but then I come back home and my life continues to fall apart so um, I come home finding out the old company that I got made redundant for was buying the new company that I just 
Wait, what? That's yeah, because I'm media. So I'm just going to say I used to work for a TV company and now I was moving to newspaper. That TV company now bought the newspaper. So I was like, cool. I'm going to get my redundant again. Yeah. How cool yeah. is that? Yeah. Does, does that mean you get double the pay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, unfortunately, like, in between all of that, like, my relationship breaks down. And so... I was just like, what is happening to my life? Like, this is too much for me. So I start this new job with like a very broken heart, knowing that I might get redundant again from this company. Fast forward six months, December 2018. On the 7th of December, the same thing happened. So they had tears in their eyes. And these were like two like blokey men, like Aussie blokey men. And they were giving me tears. And I was like, oh, my God, if they're going to cry, I'm going to start crying. And then (laughs) I had like won an award at work because they were so impressed with me. And they were like, you know, we didn't give you that award for no reason. So this, we don't understand why you're being let go. And in my mind, I'm like, because I was let go in the company. That's why I'm being let go. And then once they said that, I was like, oh, my God, that like hit a spot in me so that I started crying and yeah and I remember being right in front of Star City and I called my mom straight away I'm like what the fuck is happening like to my year this year like why does this all keep happening to me and my mom can be quite religious so I thought she was gonna say something about God but she didn't she just said this is all happening to you because it's gonna make you stronger somehow which I thought was really sweet yeah it's okay she didn't tell you to do the Hail Mary three times oh yeah 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 (laughs) um just just coincidentally, I had a trip booked to Perth that week um, to visit some friends who used to live in the Netherlands, which I met that year. So I went to visit them in Perth and they were talking about, you know, Sarita, we still miss Europe. We were only there for a year. We're going to go to London. I was like, oh, my God, like, I have nothing. I don't have a partner. I don't have a job. Yeah. You know, I'm in my late 20s. I need to do something with my life. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to come with you. And then for a few weeks, I was like, maybe no, maybe yes, maybe not. And then the 1st of January 2019, I woke up in bed that morning. I'm like, I'm going to move to London. So within two months, I had, like, changed my life around, like, kind of got in contact with recruiters, got my visas. Um, my parents were like, what the fuck? Like, and my sister's like, I don't think you do well alone, so I don't think this is the good like, idea. Bitch, you're testing me right now. Yeah, I know. Dad was like, you're going to just burn through your savings. It's a bad idea. So I, was like, to, I was like, you know what? To prove everyone wrong, I'm going to go look for a job. So uh, before I even moved, I applied to all these places, did all these Skype interviews, and I don't know how. I got two job offers just before moving to London, and I picked one. So I was like, see, Dad? I'll land and be fine. I've got a job already lined up. Yeah. That's my long story of how I got here. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, here you are now. You yeah, know? and it's just really crazy because, like, I would never thought the UK as a place to, like, live in. Yeah. Like, London, it was, it's kind of like what LL said. London's just very easy for Australians to move to. Oh, like, yeah, it the really visas is. there, we speak the same language, the culture is quite similar. Yeah, it's easy to get a job, everything's oh. just handed to you, basically. Oh, nice, okay. Should I go through my story? Well, my story is pretty basic. I travelled to Europe, really enjoyed it, came back and was like, okay, in like two years, I'm going to move over to London. But I originally wanted to move to the US, but that's a little more difficult. So I'm like, ah, London's the next best thing. So then I was going to be with my friend, but then and we had, a, we had a bit of a hiccup in our relationship. So then she went before me and then I decided that I want to go ahead and then go off in well, a couple months later. Yeah, I just wanted to do something that's different. Sydney was literally just mundane. It's the same old shit. I need to get out of here. Like same old people. Like I love the people that I, I knew back home, but just needed some fresh air, do some new things, you know, get out there, look for a new spice. 
And, yes. you, and here we are with more Spice, please. So, yeah, that's my story. For you guys, how has your experience been living in London? Or just, like, your experiences, like, living abroad? Have you guys lived anywhere else other than London? Yeah. How would you, like, compare it? What's your experience like? So, I've... Um, this is actually my second stint overseas. So I was in Bangkok for three months with work Ooh, as well. That's quite interesting, Bangkok. Yeah, it's actually a really cool country and you wouldn't think it, but I think um, because the people are very, very nice there, you can probably get around with English, although I did stay mostly in the city. Yeah. Um, I was sent there to work on a specific client. The good thing with going with work was that um, they set me up in terms of having accommodation, a buddy, um, they were always trying to be really nice and friendly with me, take me or like take me to check out places on weekends and yeah. stuff. So it was kind of like having your friends handed to you and looked after while you're there. Yeah. Um, in terms of London, it's a bit more different because it's like a, a longer term stint. So they set me up like trying to find a place and everything, but it's kind of like you're on your own. I think I learned a lot from my first stint overseas because I think um, – it's all very exciting when you're leaving and you're in Australia and your friends are celebrating. They're like, farewell for you. It's so fun. Like, oh my gosh, you're going to have so much fun. It's going to be so great. Like, make sure we keep in touch, blah, blah, blah. And then you get on your flight. Everyone's like saying bye to you. And then you land and you're just like there by yourself. And it's like, where the fuck's my welcome party? Everyone was celebrating <laughs> me leaving. You're on, you're on like, what the hell? Um, I was very lucky I had a few friends who were actually in London. So one of my really good friends um, actually came and picked me up from the airport, took me to Duck and Waffle, like oh, did the tourist thing, yeah. set me in up into my accommodation. And it just made such a difference because after flying 24 hours from Australia and you get to London and it's like, oh, this is, this is my dream. I've never been to Europe before. It's the first time I'd ever um, been to Europe when oh, I wow. landed okay, here. Yeah. So, so it was all like, expect. oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah. Like, it's going to be amazing. There's going to be cute English boys, like ah, biggest all, all over the place. <laughs> it's going to be like so great. Um, I also didn't realize about the weather. Um, yeah. uh, I, I think yeah. also just because I'd never been here and I think some people just say the weather but coming from Sydney with such good weather it's like oh come on like how bad can it be but our weather was quite bipolar as well back at home yeah but, it was like but torrential I, rain during yeah, time yeah. I actually don't mind it so much and I like that it's not that hot in summer because yeah. it was quite hot last week and I was sitting in my apartment with no air conditioning like I'm going to pass out you realise yeah maybe I don't really like the heat after all yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the heat's only good when you're near a beach or something yeah exactly so then how has your experience been and like how would you compare it to like the your uh, Bangkok experience uh one I guess one's like a western country yeah um uh I think I really I would definitely move back to Asia that's where I want to move to next yeah when I'm done with this stint um done with this stint um I think um Thailand in terms of work because I guess you know I spend five days a week working so work kind of has to be is a bit important for when I make a decision of where I move to yeah um it everyone was really nice but I think if you don't speak the language you'll find it hard to banter with the people and get yeah. to you like they're all being very friendly they weren't polite and all of that but like when we're working on it's very like small talk role, but yeah it but is small talk to small even talk. smaller you know <laughs> so I would say if I moved there I would definitely want to pick up Thai and and try to learn and but then I guess the flip side is when you move to a country like that and you hear it all the time it's actually a lot easier to pick up the language yeah, as well so I agree yeah not something to completely deter you from moving to a country where you don't speak the language if yeah. you really are in love with the country yeah um but I just found London a lot easier but also I think as a girl I'm just a bit I was like 
I remember moving into my place and it's the first time I'd ever rented before. Yeah. And like when I saw the room, it was with a um, shared house that they rent out for corporate housing. So yeah. it was like fully furnished, really nice, bed sheets and everything. Yeah. And then I rocked up there when it was time for me to move in and I was like, what where are the pillows where, where's Nothing. the blanket yeah. where's, where's like the bed sheets so yeah. I was like what I have to bring my own <laughs> so they showed me it with well, that you when you move your- I know <laughs> and I remember walking to the shops and it started raining on me and I was like oh my god I didn't even have a car to yeah. get my like first all problems yeah well <laughs> I was just walking through because I still needed the bed sheets and the pillow and everything yeah. and I was like straight away texted my mum and dad and I'm like I love you so much everything that you've done for me that I didn't know that I would have to do when I move out by myself but I think it's been character building yeah (laughs) that's a way to put it yeah yeah Yeah. living abroad especially if it's your first time away from home is definitely character building yeah and you learn so many things on the way like especially in London London itself is always like rough so just imagine all the things that are coming towards you and you're like, oh, great. At least then back at home in Sydney, you, you would have your parents to like, you know, help assist and whatever you need. And you're like, oh, I can just go back home if anything. Yeah, it's like w- back in Sydney because you have your family there, you ca- it's okay to make mistakes. Like, oh, yeah, like mum has the money or dad will come save me if the car breaks down. Like, or yeah. know, if you get lost on the train, someone will pick you up. But here it's kind of like if you screw up, then you're yeah. on your own. The first place I stayed at, um, I had to pay the lady in cash. So I had to get £100 out of the ATM machine and the ATM didn't give me £100. Oh, but no. on my app, it said it did. Oh, shit. oh, my God. And, like, I didn't even have, like, my EE account didn't let me call international calls. So I couldn't even call my mum. And, like, I just wanted to cry. And so it's kind of situations like that where, like, making... it's This wasn't even my mistake. It was a stupid ATM fault. Yeah, yeah. Right? Somehow yeah. I, like got myself to ee i called them be like unbar me from my international call i need to make a phone call called Citibank. literally was on the verge of team wow. with the city bank lady being like i'm all alone in london and money like every cent counts to me <laughs> like i need my 200 australian dollars back because like that's like a hundred pounds here and, yeah and she's like no worry ma'am like of course we're gonna like get your money back you please just <laughs> calm down like blah 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 mm. That's the difference. Damn, you just needed that 100 pounds, you know? Like 100 pounds, uh, I mean, 200 back home, it's like, yeah, you know, I can just do whatever later. But like here, it's like, I need it. I guess I have a similar kind of story, but this was uh, not in London. So my first, I guess, overseas, like living in a different city other than Sydney was when I went on exchange um, to Tucson. So same nice. as um, <laughs> same as Sapphire. I went on this uh, massive like America kind of trip. Um, so I kind of didn't feel like I was alone. I was with traveling with friends and it yeah. was like the like amazing time traveling for like a couple months before I started like my exchange program. And you're relatively young as well. So then yeah, you're like, I was yeah, like whatever, 22, man. like, yeah, it was like the perfect age. You can actually go out to all the bars and stuff in the States. It yeah. was, it was amazing. And then, um, on the day that I left, that was when I felt like, holy shit, I'm completely by myself and like went on this tiny, like small plane that was like super shaky and like, <laughs> Um, when I landed, they lost my luggage. Oh, so, no. um, yeah, and then I like got to like um, the accommodation where I was staying, and um, you know had to like walk to like Target by myself to try and like find bed sheets and everything, and like buy new underwear. But now, now I know to uh, just pack some uh, underwear in your hand carry. Yeah, for long overseas always trips, always make sure you have some clothes. Yeah, some yeah sort of clothes. I always bring like an outfit. That's it. Just that's in it. case. Every yeah. like long. 
exactly every like long like you know trip i'd say like over six weeks yeah i now know to like pack underwear separately to your hot tips because it's happened to me so many times now where they've just lost my entire like luggage yeah i think on my end and if we're talking still about character building yo it's actually so hard being canadian in london and let me tell you why Oh, we're I just too know. fucking nice. You are too nice. <laughs> Actually, so much everywhere. Like, I remember the tube gives me social anxiety. Not because obviously it's crowded, but I have to fight. In, like, I have to nudge this old granny to get in. And if I don't, I'm going to be late for work. And for the longest time, I'm like, no, I'm just going to be late for work. Or I'm just going to walk. you standing at the platform. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the trains are just passing 100%. By. He's like, I'll just, I'll just wait for the next train. And then he says that like 10 minutes, like 20 yeah. minutes later. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> just for reference, choose There's just Tom, so like, many every things. Every two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's always like this. People ask you for a cigarette. You're like, no, thank you. And like, oh, come on. I'm like, I literally don't have one. It's like, I'm oh, sorry. but I have 10 pounds. I can give you some money for your cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, let me help you. Let me. And then people are bumping into you. And like, it's just like, oh, man, do I have to become a worse person to be a better person? Is that how life is out here? And then, okay, <laughs> I'm still pretty bad at that. I'm still pretty bad at conflict. And like, fuck you. That was my s- spot in Tesco. That's my self-checkout. Get out of here. I don't do stuff like that. But now it's like, I will elbow the granny. If it's going to save me, I got 45 minutes to myself today. It's Wednesday night and I'm on the fucking tube. Yeah. I'm going to save the, that as much time as I can when I get home. And so I'm going to nudge who I'm going to nudge. So being Canadian here is so tough. You're just like, oh, of course, come hang out with us. Or uh, even other parts of Europe, like I was in uh, Paris with Lisa, <laughs> I got pickpocketed, and then she had to reverse pickpocket the pickpocket. You're so, so bad at Tip for anybody wanting to move to London, definitely get phone insurance, because that's like the easiest thing <laughs> to lose or to get stolen. I feel like each of us have like multiple like theft stories. Oh yeah, hundred percent. London, London well, is not Europe. I have. Oh yeah, Europe. I got like attempted twice in Madrid, and that Whoa. was quite scary. Attempted twice. Yeah. yeah, but both times, um, I knew what was happening. The set first time, it was uh, I was walking on this escalator, and it was an escalator that is at a station where everyone changes their trains from yeah. Madrid International Airport into the main city center. Really late at night, it's like eleven thirty p.m. and um, first trip away from London so I was kind of like I don't know what I'm doing and I was with my best friend who I was really excited so we were just catching up on life and there was this guy at the end of the escalator he just had crazy in his eye and I just was like this guy looks like a local Spanish man why is he like reading the train map so intently like what is he doing and then we kind of bumped into each other on the escalators but then he was polite and he was like no you girls go first I was like okay maybe he's not crazy yeah and I was like wait I still have my stuff okay cool cool yeah yeah Got on to the escalator and then two seconds in, it stops. The escalator stops. And yeah. I was like, what the f-? And I'm grumpy because I, I went to Madrid right after work. So I was like, what is happening? I turn around and I see the man. He's the one that stopped it. I was like, I knew it. He was crazy. I knew he's it. Crazy. And then my best friend had a backpack and I could see him jogging up. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, he's going to aim for a backpack. So I kind of push her to be like, let this crazy man through. Like, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. let him touch you. And because I pushed her and he was kind of close to me, he thought I was pushing him away. So like, he was like, oh, no, 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 I'm not touching you guys. So he had his hands up in the air when he was passing <laughs> me, my friend. Yeah. But I was like, no, still check your body, still check everything. Yeah, yeah, you've got, wallet, you've got it all. Like, it's fine. And my friend's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Let's just get out of here. I'm s- I just want to get to our hotel. 
And as we were getting my suitcase up and running up the um, escalators, the lady in front of us screams. Mm-hmm. And I look up and she's wearing, she has a big long champ bag and she didn't zip it up. So Ooh. he, because she had a bigger suitcase than me and she was trying to get it up. Yeah. She wasn't worried about what her long champ yeah. bag was doing. And he was trying to pickpocket her. Oh man. Oh, so I was like, that was fucking crazy. The next day, um, it's our first day in Madrid. My birthday, my 28th birthday is the next day. So excited. Me and my best friend um, are two <laughs> little Asian girls. We both have big DSLRs hanging around our neck. Oh, man. We're literally being screamed like, rub us, guys. Rub yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking us. Um, we just get lunch at this famous like calamari bun place. And um, I have an SLR on this side yeah. and my little handbag on this side not yeah. crossbody just dangling. yeah yeah and i was like i'm so excited to go to our first like thing in madrid blah, blah, blah. Yeah. like first time out of europe while living in london suddenly like my handbag felt really light so i like oh, turned shit. around and this lady has my handbag in her hand whoa oh and i just screamed what the fuck and i brought it around luckily like my phone was i was holding my phone so nothing got stolen yeah and I was kind of the same thing. I was just like sh- shaking and like I wanted to make eye contact with her, but she just dropped my bag and pretended to walk. And by the time like they I always act as if nothing happened, like, but you clearly yeah, took it. But now, like, I just wish I did the same thing as you. I wish I grabbed her shoulder and be like, "This girl is a thief." <laughs> Classic line. <laughs> I wish I said that to her. I really, really wish. But um, like you said, anyone that wants to live in London or move to Europe, just. <laughs> Don't be oblivious like me. Do not trust anyone. There are so many scams happening out there, like gypsy ladies coming into restaurants, guy with like a bleeding leg arm asking for money. I've 100% seen bleeding leg guy. I didn't wait. So someone purposely hurts himself to rub people? I thought it was fake blood at first. So basically he's like walking around asking for money and has like a bleeding arm leg. He's like come up to me twice now. Really? I'm just like. No. Where is this man? Is he like, in, like is he walking around like Soho or something? <laughs> Sorry. Where is this man? He just walks around like London. Just I think he's mainly around East London, like, like Bethnal like, Green oh, shortage. Excuse me, but I I just need some money to like get in a taxi to go to hospital because I've eaten oh. myself. And he just looks like I don't know. He's crayon like some like red oh, stuff no. like, on his arm. It's just oh. it's just amazing. So it's not even it's legit. <laughs> But I saw one at Waterloo Station, and I was just, it was super late, and it was the first time I had seen this, and this guy had this huge gash across the right side of his forehead, and I'm like, oh my god, and he's like, hey, bro, and I almost fell for it, oh man, I just need some money for the taxi, and then I realized, wait a minute, this guy's full of shit, because he just, (laughs) what gave it away, what gave it away, because I think I was, I was so tired that it looked like I was clearly a no, and he just gave up on me, and he just started walking to the next person, oh yeah, I felt like, it was almost like Tinder, like you ghosted me. Yeah, how rude. Like, how dare like, you? got offended. I was, I was here for the ride. I probably wouldn't have said yes, but I was Where's here for Where's my legit you. London experience? Yeah. And also, it was really convincing. So I was like, why don't you just be a makeup artist, man? Like, yeah. this is really fucking good. And not all homeless people are scammers. I've met some really A1 homeless people yeah. in London. Yeah, well, yeah. My, like, just rule with, like, homeless people is that um, I only give money to them if they're women. Oh, they're women. Yeah, because, well, firstly, like, um, I watched some SBS documentary and women do have it tough out there in the street. You know, they're they're more vulnerable to, like, assault, rape. Yeah, Yeah, just horrible, like, sex uh, sex trafficking, like, horrible things. So, um, yeah, 
to the guys out there. But also, what about the gypsies? Yeah, well, the ones in my area in Hammersmith seem legit poor, <laughs> like legit homeless. I and see them without a home. <laughs> um, and also, I because like now I've noticed too, they will like they will usually camp out in front of a supermarket. Yeah. So now I just give them like a baguette. Oh, yeah. Usually I buy them food. I think food is the best option. So with this whole experience, or just like, yeah, just uh, moving abroad, how did you guys make friends? Was it easy for you? Like, what was your experience like? Well, funnily enough, we were talking about this today. Um, I feel like I can, when I moved to London, I I didn't have like I would like to say I didn't know a single soul. I knew people had like two family friends here, but they yeah. were like old. distant. Yeah, like, yeah, like best friend like childhood best friend lived in london and then like a friend of a friend of a friend's sister lived in freaking brent Cor- the really the the best thing that saved me was my best friend introduced me to my friend J dog <laughs> and um because of her she's she introduced me to another friend who introduced me to her work friend who introduced me to her housemate and if it wasn't for that i wouldn't be sitting here right now talking to you yeah so, it's just all like a chain you yeah, know one I, person meets another and yeah and in london like i feel like you become fast friends as well yeah like back at home in sydney it would take like forever to get to the place that we are today you oh know, yeah right? But yeah. here it's just like, oh, we're, I guess we're like really close now. We're traveling together. We're doing all these things together. Like, bam. Yeah. yeah. And like I did try meeting up friends through meetups. Yeah. And they've all, like I've now got two um, groups that I've met through like Facebook groups and all that thing and like WhatsApp groups. But like a, in a, like looking in hindsight, they've, I've always had issues with those that I've met through the random portals of the internet. Yeah. Whereas like the friends <laughs> that I've met through like hey this Mutual, is my work yeah. yeah we've like never had a problem yeah. so it's kind of like when you meet someone who's a mutual friend it's already like them giving you a great reference on that person yeah i get that yeah that's very true i feel like uh, when i first came i was very similar in that i didn't really know anybody so then it kind of forced me to go and meet new people through like meetup groups facebook groups and like all that kind of stuff and like now looking back, I rarely hang out with those people that I've met on yeah on those things um, as opposed to like friends of friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I think there's gonna be like there there is a chance that you can meet friends through these meetups, but it's just so low. It's yeah, kinda like with dating. Like yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. You want them to give you like a good reference, like hey, this, this person, person is yeah, a crazy person, bitch. Yeah. It is hard though. It is hard to make friends that are not Australian because uh, all your friends so are hard to Australian. branch out because you already have that like common interest. So then it's like, oh, we get along so well. Exactly. Yeah, we think uh, similarly enough. I mean, you moved with the same kind of intention here. So it's like, yeah. Do you think it's because they're other Australians or do you think it's because like they're expats? So they're away from home and they're more open to making friends because. The reason I say that is, one, my I got really lucky because I was in corporate housing where you rent a room. I yeah. had six randoms move in with me and four of them. One guy was from America, another one was from Australia, another one was from Bermuda who happened yeah. to also work at the same company as yeah. me. So we became inseparable, which is good because they're also your housemates. So yeah. we've been pretty that was really Yeah, you got really lucky like, with that. If they were not cool people, we went to like, you know, Tomorrowland together. We did like Oktoberfest together. Yeah. So it was... It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when I was, you know, sad about not having my own bed sheets when I moved into that place as well. So I was like, oh, you know, like it's nice to have similar friends. Um, So I guess I'm saying that because they were also expats and they were kind of, 
they didn't have anyone either. So they were just more friendly. They were always saying, I feel like I said yes to everything and I didn't sleep for the first year. Um, it was like, yes, oh, of course, I don't even like that food. But yes, I'll go try that. Like, yes, of course, I'll go do this random experience and this thing. And um, it's tiring, but it, I think also it helped me realise that if I really did like someone, I'm a bit more forward now. So I'm like, you're really cool. Can we hang up again? What's your number? Like, <laughs> without being creepy and cracking onto you, which is what I'd feel like in Sydney. Um, but also, <laughs> but I, I guess um, doing that and then with work, I joined like the Secondi Network. So yeah. I was trying to find people um, that I guess were also not originally from here. Yeah. Um, having said that, I've met a lot of really nice British people as well and they're all super friendly. But I think it's kind of like in Sydney where, you know, you go to school, you have your uni friends, you've grown up. Exactly. Yeah. So they, um, a lot of the bonding happens from doing that wild weekend in Paris, that weekend yeah. in Amsterdam. But they're not like, they all have the same. Burn that yeah. money just for a weekend, which makes sense. Like you know, if you've got responsibilities, or like yeah. you want to buy a house, or you want to do anything else, it's not that easy for you just to say, okay, yeah, let's go do that. Um, and so I think it's not necessarily just Aussies, but it's just like other people. Just meeting other people who have like similar mindset. Similar. Yeah. I think I agree. Or yeah. Open. I actually lived with a Canadian and at the time a German, and we got along because we were not British people, so we could like laugh we come home and laugh at all the british weird things that <laughs> happen to us other girls that i've met that are from europe who've come to london like I, I bonded with them well too because they're also away from their families they're also learning all these british stuff that we didn't even get either and i've actually found british people are the hardest to be become friends with because they're not they're not looking for new friends why do they want to be friends with another canadian or some aussie but like, i feel like that that's the same as like your hometown as well right like i mean yeah, you're not as open. i used to have that mentality yeah. like i i wouldn't mind if like a new french girl started at work i'd just be like oh yeah cool like maybe i can visit them but at the time you're just like you don't have that mindset of being like oh i should take him around or something like that yeah. um and but I'm really lucky that some British people in my company are really sweet and they always include me in, in all their like out of work parties. Yeah. So that's been really nice and yeah. making friends with them. But I am now like so aware that when I come home, I'm actually going to add myself into all these like Sid like expats that have come to Sydney. Yeah, because exactly. now I know how it feels and I've got my life set up in Sydney. Like I have a car, I've got a home to share. So like why am I not like spreading you my You want to be as welcoming as they were yeah. to you. So yeah. Yeah. So Spend I'm totally aware of that now and like want to – I want to make free friends with people around the world. So – um, I did actually start off the, the summer that I had in 2018, 2019 where I didn't have a job. Um, I did actually become friends with a French backpacker and she also influenced my decision to move to Europe. And I took her around everywhere, not wanting anything back from her, but I'm like, this is really nice to like kind of share my city with this girl. And we, we had like such a special bond. And so when I moved to London, she invited me to Paris for her birthday mm -hmm. and I had the best time there with her. Um, she took me to her parents' farm. Free accommodation farm. as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Free baby. accommodation in Paris. And she took me to her farm, yeah. her parents' farm. Wow. Like, her parents are nuts. So, like, we, like, partied in her house till 3 a.m. smoking weed with her parents. Like, they were really... They're <laughs> wow. so cool. But, you know, she kind of gave the favour back to me. Not that I expected it, but now... Um, and now I'm just so aware of expats coming to Sydney now. Yeah. So now I want to like join that those Facebook group. Yeah, like, you want to embrace it. I want to embrace yeah. it. I could probably join this Facebook group being like, hey guys, I'm a Sydney sider. Been away for two years, but I now want to make friends that are not from Sydney. Yeah. Because 
like the British people that was hard for me to make friends with, those are like my Sydney friends now. Like yeah. why, would, why do I want to be friends with more Americans? It really has Americans opened your eyes to being more welcoming yeah. to others. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm in a weird position. So Do you meet lots of Canadians here? Oh, yeah. I, I, I'll put it this way. I've met maybe... 10 15 canadians 10 and 15. i've met maybe i'm not even exaggerating at least 150 australians wow no. that's, i swear to god that's not an exaggerated number no. to be fair you know you'll meet like 30 at some going away party boom that's you'll say hi hello have a conversation yeah. never see them again but that's not a that, those are not fake numbers in my head at least the way i'm estimating but how that happened it's kind of like what sapphire said where you say yes to everything and literally everything. We we I had mutual friends. Also, a big thing is my friend moved here with me. He was just a little bit behind me, like maybe a month, but basically the same thing. And we just said, okay, yeah, we'll say yes to literally everything. One of those things wasn't a big party, wasn't something really intense. It was a networking event, which is, <laughs> to me, that's just the last. Th that's the, my nightmare. The idea of it is just like why. <laughs> it, it, it just it takes my soul away from me. But we're like, you know what? Whatever, we'll go. It's on a roof. That's already good enough. There's beer, and Free food. yeah. And then here, here's my advice. There's always, I don't want to call them gatekeepers, but they're almost like these Moses-like messiahs, <laughs> and you don't know it until you you've built a relationship with them. Yeah. But they're like these type of people. They're the type of person who would have sat with the lonely kid at in high school, yeah. and you don't know it. But then we basically met one. We'll call her Nina. She just moved to New York. And uh, she's like, oh, cool. You guys are cool. You're Canadian. We're Australian. So she invited us to hang out with her the next day and then the next week. And then we just, every time we were at these things, we went to these going away parties, 50, 60 people that look nothing like us. For, for the record, I'm brown. There's like maybe one other Indian guy I've met and <laughs> all the yeah, Australians. Confirm. <laughs> so I'm already, I already look different. I listen to different music. I'm in a different industry. But Nina, she would... When you come into the door, she go, oh, you got to meet my friend. He's thinking of moving to Vancouver. Oh, you like trap music? This girl loves trap music. And then you just yeah. get really lucky, and then you kind of diversify. Yeah, that's really good that you met you, her. And then you yeah. find people that you just look. Sometimes you look a person in the eye, and you're like, I fuck with you. I gravitate. I gravitate you know? towards you. you I just feel like, the energy. I know, I know I fuck with you, and I, can, I know you fuck with me. And then that's when you do that awkward thing. Like you say, hey, can we hang out? Like, this is weird. I really like you. Yeah. Let's like, shall we go on a trip next week? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the the people I'm actually re re referencing here are Nate and Nadine. Yeah. I looked at them in the eye. What? She's wearing a hip hop shirt. I'm wearing a hip hop shirt. Ay. Everyone else looks like they're high financiers. <laughs> I'll fuck with you. Hey. <laughs> and hey, because of them, that's how we met. So yeah. Yeah. Here, yeah. So. yeah. Um, find find the, the profits, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so a lot of the times it's pretty much just like mutual friends, but an interesting way actually. So my old housemate, she made uh, two friends through Bumble BFFs. And you know how there are like three options. You've got the networking, you've got the dating, and then you've got the BFF. Yeah, the BFF. And who knew that, you know, using the BFF, you can actually find proper friends. And, yeah, we met, like, this uh, British chick um, and then this, like, American girl. Yeah, and they were really cool. Um, uh, they don't keep in contact anymore, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I still think, yeah, it's an interesting way of meeting people, you know, the fact that it's not only just for dating. It's to actually make friends as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, I knew a friend who... Um, who used Bumble BFF to meet some friends in London. Yeah. She kept finding more Aussies, but she yeah. did find one British girl who's um, Korean-British and grew up in 
like the Midlands, like Peterborough area. So yeah. her upbringing is really interesting. So with this whole experience, have you guys changed as people? Are you guys still the same person as you were back home? Like how have you grown or do you feel like you reinvented yourself? Yes. Like I am not the same lost person I was in late 2018 like <laughs> I am not that I don't even recognize that girl I have I've had a few friends come visit me um in Europe or London some like to think I'm the same I think I think I need to come back home for them to see that I'm very very different now I'm definitely yeah. more independent definitely like more dare daring like my first year here I went to four concerts by myself yeah I would never I would never do that at home but like my friends like oh my god you're at the Spice Girl concert that's so cool I'm like yeah this is like my dream they're like who are you with I'm like no one I'm by myself yeah. well I didn't have friends you know like for two months in London I have like I remember so I moved March so the, my first Easter I was completely like four days to myself and I remember crying on the Easter Sunday being like what am I doing here did I make a mistake like yeah. it's kind of like Sapphire's experience and that like I was loved I had so many presents cards messages Facebook dedication about me leaving <laughs> and like and now nothing and I you know it's so funny like it's the same like I had 10 f friends come say goodbye to me at the airport non-stop crying I don't even remember it because like my eyes were all glassy and my sister like me and my sister um we're close but we have like a weird relationship where we don't tell each other we love each other but she like hugged me like three times and couldn't stop crying when I left and then to come to Heathrow airport and be like I'm gonna start my new life it's March and it was rainy it was stormy yeah. I got out I was physically sore from the coldness I was like holy shit like people weren't kidding when the weather mm. when they say the weather was shit yeah um but yeah going back to the point I have definitely changed like you know one example is that like when I if I if and when I go back home, I'm definitely going to be more open into meeting expats and trying to make it more homey to them. Yeah. Because I know how it feels like to come to a new city and not feel like home. Yeah. Um. Definitely more independent. Definitely more of a yes person now. Like you want to do something? I don't care. You want to go to fucking Luxembourg for the weekend? All right, let's do it, yes. baby. Yeah. You know, I've got nothing to lose. Yeah. Like. I have a lot of money and I, sorry, I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> I'm rich, bitch. I, I am grateful. I, I have a job that gives me like a decent income that I can spend. You know, why am I saving it for? Like, I'm not going to buy a house anytime soon. I'm not yeah. going to get, I don't need to save up for a wedding. So like, yeah. all I have is time. Live your, yeah, exactly. Yeah, live, your, live, your, you know, yeah. live your best life. I, yeah. And in a, like in a nice bittersweet way, when I'm unsure about making a decision, I think about my friend who has passed away and be like, I think she wanted me to live my life because she didn't get to live her life. She was 27 when she passed away. Yeah, she was only really married for six months. And I was like, you know, I'm going to do this for her. I'm going to I'm gonna just say yes and live my best life. Because yeah, she's take a, yeah, exactly. Take yeah. advantage of every moment you have. That's yeah, why you just got to say yes. Life is too short. Yeah. Guys. I guess for me, I think the most interesting thing that I didn't realize would actually happen is that I think my the relationship that I have with my parents has uh, is just so much better now. Wow. Like, not that... I, I feel like it was... It took, like, moving to London or, you know, somewhere else 
for me to kind of be like, holy shit, I appreciate everything that my parents have oh, done 100%, for me. Oh, 100%. I agree. To, yeah, to get me to that the place that I am at now. Yeah, and to be so comfortable, not to exactly, worry about anything. Exactly. And I just took all of that for granted. So I definitely feel like now I definitely tell them, you know, how appreciative I am, like to still kind of have the opportunity to come to London in the first yeah. place. And that's all because of them. So um, I think for me, that was like, yeah, one of the biggest learning um, learning curves. curves yeah. yeah. I think I, I'm, I have changed similar to mp in that i think i'm a bit more forward in some way so i think now if i see something i like i don't really bother with the small talk i would be very like okay i like you let's hang out i yeah, don't want to forward yeah like you know you might not see that person again as bj was saying you meet so many people at the party you don't know when the next time is that you're going to see someone um also reflecting what you said about wanting to welcome people so back when i was in bangkok um because obviously i, I don't speak thai um and when I went there, it was just before the terrorist attacks happened oh, in yeah, um, yeah, the yeah. temples. Yeah. And everyone was like, do you still want to go? And I was like, yeah, I'm still going to go. Yeah. I mean, like, how often do you get the chance to, to do something like this? Yeah. Um, so when I went, I, I think the small things, especially as you were saying, like locally, when I went there, even though I look the same, I'm like of Asian background, um, I didn't know because there is a disparity between the rich and the poor in that you will see a lot of like homeless people. Yeah. People aren't all very well off there. You will see both the very poor part and the very rich part at the same time. Yeah. I just didn't even know where I could get my local groceries from when I lived there. Like mm. I, I know I could Google and then go to like Siam, which is their main city and then pay 10 bucks for an apple because that's what expats pay. Yeah. But I didn't know. Okay. Like I, I think I just wanted to be like, where is like a market where locals will buy and I can buy and not spend $10 yeah. for like an apple, yeah. for example. And I think, um, having come back from Thailand back to Australia, I was more mindful of that. So our company has a lo- has a lot of expats coming through. A lot of them from Singapore, Malaysia, um, India as well. And I think I became more active in that space, knowing like, oh wow, like not that Sydney's that dodgy and you, like and it's that hard to do that. But I think it's yep. the small things like, hey, instead of going to the place with the high Google reviews, what about this like word of yeah. mouth place that you might not know? Yep. Yeah. Um, because also when I came to London, I found that a lot of friends were like, oh, yeah, just look it up on Google. And I'm like, well, well if I, I could do that if it was on Google. But I meant kind of like, was there anything that might, might not be, it might not have a great Google presence, but yeah. it's actually a really good restaurant or a really good yeah. club or underground act or something that yeah. you don't really know about. Um, so I think similar to you, I'll be trying to, inc- you know, be more welcoming, I guess. Yeah, in, um, yeah. yeah. In Australia. Yeah. I think also knowing that we like anyone can do it. Like I think the biggest thing I've shown myself is having confidence that, wow, I did it. Like I moved to the other side of the world by myself. You have the potential, yeah. And now like what can't you do? Um, So that's been good to learn. Yeah. And it's it's interesting like with British people, like um, it it was hard to make friends with them, but it's also like, for example, like we want to go to Snowden and I kind of like, I'm trying to convince my uh, workmate to take us there. And he seemed quite resistant and like, he wasn't that too keen to like help us out. And I'm like, why is he doing this? Like if I was back home and someone was like, hey, me and my bunch of like Canadian friends or French friends want to go to the Blue Mountains, but we don't know how to get there straight away. I'd be like, I'm free this week. I'm free this weekend. 
just give me a little bit of money for petrol. I'm going to drive us all there and make a <laughs> full freaking weekend of the Blue Mountains. You know, I like so there. And it's just funny when, you know, when people haven't left their bubbles because they're like, why do I want to take a bunch of Australian girls to Snowden? Yeah. Like, what do I get out of that? It's like, dude, like if you come to Australia, all these girls will like help you in anything. Yeah, exactly. But you can tell you like, realize that, yeah. yeah, but now we're on the other side of that. And so I was like, yeah, man, like I would help anyone that comes visit me in Sydney, take them yeah. anywhere they want. Yeah. Exactly. I have like a similar story when I um, went on exchange. Like we, we basically like locked out the year that I was there. There was a Super Bowl in Phoenix. Um, one of my buddies oh, from um, the buddy like exchange program, her dad is like the CFO of the Phoenix Suns. Oh, so oh. not only did she drive us all the way to a Suns game, um, she also drove us to the Super Bowl, and then th- this is the crazy about uh, the crazy thing about like meeting people these days is that I met this girl who went to a different uni in Arizona. We met like on Facebook chat, and then we like got along really really well, and then we started like doing like video chats and stuff, and we actually became like quite good friends, um, just because we shared like the same experiences and we just you know got along. Yeah. Um, and then she put me in contact with this um with this Egyptian guy who was also studying there at the time and he had this massive house, had like all these spare bedrooms. Damn. Oh my God. And then, and then my friend was like, yeah, dude, like my friend will host you. Um, I was like, okay, oh, that's, the dream. that's that's interesting. This um, is why you just got to be open. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what's yes. going to come by. Yeah, I just like Facebook messaged him. He's like, yeah, 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 come by for the Super Bowl. I was just like, that okay, I'm going to bring me and my five like girlfriends, all international like girls from all over the place. Yeah. going to come crash at your place for the weekend he's like yeah cool come i was like okay sweet like we've already got accommodation sorted but not only did he let us stay at his place but he drove us like around (gasps) in his car to like get so accommodating took us to all of like the frat parties that he was like that is your dream took us to like the super bowl like we didn't actually get to see the super bowl but we went to the we went to stadium and we tailgated, yeah. It oh, was that's still pre- that's a still like a sick experience. It's like, yeah, that's the real deal, man. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, yeah I, I totally get that. Totally get yeah, that. Yeah, like it's so nice when people like for. So I, I guess like I shouldn't paint all British people like that. Like I had a lovely coworker from the Bristol office. She's like, dude, you're coming to Bristol. You come stay with me. I'm gonna drive you everywhere. And wow. I had a lovely weekend with her. And so there are there are her British people that are willing to like do what I did to them. But then there are some who are a bit like. Oh, like you know, I haven't, I haven't really left Europe before, so like, I, I like they're very cold. Yeah. Still. You need to meet people who are open-minded. Yeah. So like my yeah. Bristol friend, she has travelled um a few areas here and there, and so she was so sweet to be like, hey, I just bought a house in Bristol. You're, I uh, just, you're gonna stay with me. I've got a car. I'll drive you anywhere you want. Yeah. She was so sweet. So I got like a really nice um yeah. local vibe of Bristol. Wow, that's really yeah, that's really cool. Just coming across those kind of people. I mean, they're they're dimes. Yeah, yeah. literally dimes. Welcoming isn't something I've actually changed on. I think I was already quite naturally welcoming to a fault, as I've learned uh, in Paris when someone decided my sunglasses were his sunglasses. Oh. <laughs> um, Lovely. <laughs> but how I've changed is very subtle, I think. But it's kind of like if you moved an airplane three inches with your bare hands, it looks like you haven't done a lot in terms of movement, but it took a lot of force to change that. So what I mean by that is there's just little things that don't get to me anymore. Like when people yell at you on the streets yeah. or people don't like you, when people try to choke you out in nightclubs. It's just like, <laughs> ah, London, am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, How about just, that? Just another day on the streets. 
Um, so what's that? I love that analogy. (laughs) The airplane one. Yeah. 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 That's so true. There's a lot going on, but you don't see it. What I did accomplish as a goal. And there's one that I haven't accomplished is I wanted to take for granted home less because to give you an idea, like I, I talked all this shit about Vancouver in the beginning, but Vancouver is like this baby that's being nestled by loving parents, which is like the ocean on one hand and these beautiful uh. mountains on the other end. And I would wake up and be like, ah, those mountains, they're all right. Ah, oh, life sucks. And I yeah. live beside the Pacific Ocean. Like my life is beautiful. And I, and I found I, w- I was so desensitized to that. And I was so desensitized to the people that I love. And now I find it a lot easier to appreciate everything back home. Like I love my, I have really, really, really high quality, great friends back home. But now I can be like, let me give you a 16 point essay on why I love you. Starting from 1996 all the way to 2020 split by appearance growth. You know, I can, I can tell, I can do that for dozens of people in my life. I can tell you like what my favorite mountain is, which restaurant that I miss the most or what's the, the waitress or like the, the bar owner that I wish I saw again, which homeless guy I would love to see. Shout out to Spoonsy one time. Hey, hey, Spoonsy. Uh, <laughs> I hope you're listening. Um, so <laughs> I've changed in that way. I'm a lot more expressive of, of the things that I love about my friends, back home especially. Yeah. It, uh, so I'll just message them like, yo, man, remember that time you stopped that bully? I love you, bro. Aww, <laughs> you know? so so there's a lot more of that going on yeah, for sure. More expressive. Yeah. Wrap things up. What advice would you actually give people who are wanting to move over to a new country? What tips would you give to them? This is going to go like I know everyone always on these things says, just do it, man. Just do it. But I think that's wrong. I think, or there's a little caveat. It's like, yeah, just do it. But fuck, money is actually important. Don't, <laughs> don't be yeah. stupid about your money because yeah. you, you could easily get here and you won't have the, the funds to enjoy the experience that you thought you were going to get or to sort of buffer the real hardships you're going to deal with. I'm not saying you've got to be a millionaire, but I know a lot of people are really young when they when they decide they want to move. Maybe they're fresh out of university or maybe they're even still in university. Um, but just don't be naive. I would say be extra naive about everything else. Go beyond and just mm-hmm. stop thinking except for money. Just totally think a little agree. harder about that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I was – like even though this is quite sad i was lucky i had a really nice redundancy package to splurge in london so i had a big big safety net and that helped me like it made my decisions way easier like when in terms of like coming to where to move and like um you know like your first i didn't get my first paycheck to like a few weeks after i moved so i had like i was very i had a really great safety net in terms of um cash flow in my account but i don't have I don't have like a great, I don't know. I, like, I don't know what my advice would be because I've just gone through so many different issues what moving to London. I think one, like don't be silly about money, but if you can get a job before you move here, that's also great as well because mm. then you can kind of like hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, because especially like, during jobs. this time as well. Like, I mean, it's not ideal to move during this time, but hey, if you want to, why not? <laughs> yeah. But I think one of the nicest things so i've got like a quote more like 
um, a really good friend of mine said to me at my farewell party because I just started crying when I saw her because I'm like, oh my God, this this could be the last time I see you. I don't know when I'm going to see you next. <laughs> like in a way, like yeah, yeah. I have Skyped with her during lockdown. Yeah, yeah. So like, I know she's like, alive. Yeah. But you know, I kind of really miss her because she was my like work, my OG work wifey, like the one that's always been there for me. And, and I was just like, I'm really going to miss you. And she's like, Sarita, it's okay. Don't cry. Um, you know, good things happen when you're brave. And I was like, oh, my God, that's like the sweetest thing everyone like anyone's ever said. And it's yeah. so true. Every time I've been brave in a situation or a movement, like good outcomes have come out from that. I mean, for me personally, I would definitely say you just got to do it because you don't want to go 100%. through the rest of your life thinking like, oh, what what if kind of thing? You don't want to have any regrets no, about if it's not. something that you're thinking about doing. You should definitely. Yeah, definitely just do it. And then if you are still quite young, I could couldn't recommend going on exchange more because i feel like the most like transformative years i know i know for um i wish i did that mp (laughs) MP. (laughs) um for you obviously like moving to london is your first kind of overseas experience but for me exchange was and i feel like i i i changed as a person then like if my friends if you guys all met me before i went on exchange you would not recognize me like I, i feel like i feel like like me now to yeah me like before exchange yeah you would not even be able to say that this is me like yeah yeah i was completely I different because i think um, you're younger as well you're more willing to experiment and like yeah yeah, yeah so I, I just couldn't recommend like an overseas kind of experience yeah. um or even if it's just you know um traveling yeah, yeah, I, I feel agree. like moving away younger, you'd have more energy. I, oh, 100%. I, I feel like I just don't have the energy that like my younger expat peers have than me. Yeah. But the thing is that I have so much more wisdom, like not so much more, but <laughs> I feel like I would make really stupid decisions if I moved to London when I was 22 yeah. compared to when I was 27. Yeah. yeah. But that's character building as well, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So you would have been a completely different person then. Uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, say love V, that's life. Yeah. Um, no, I think each of these points have been really good advice. Like um, I'm a planner. So I think from the money side, I was definitely had more than I, I was like planning for years and years and years to come here. So I was like, okay, like worst comes to worst. I won't be homeless. I have enough to buy a ticket home. Like it'll be fine, um, which gave me a sense of comfort. But also I echo... Uh, what LL and MP say in terms of like just do it and be brave Um, I I think I hate to be the downer but I think also I think we've had I think we're in the position where we've gone through so much growth and we have a lot of positive things to say but definitely I remember that just feeling really low and and lonely at the beginning because yes I had housemates but for me to become best friends with them, like I didn't know them. They could be serial killers back oh, in their countries. That's yeah. what I would Just think. like expedited and run away to the UK. So I think the biggest part for me was obviously in Sydney being surrounded by friends. I think it was getting uh, used to being alone and, and but not necessarily meaning you're lonely, but also it's okay to be alone. It's okay um, to go to you know museums and check things you learn, out by yourself. Yeah, you learn to be you alone. You actually enjoy it, to be honest. Now I'm like, there's very few people I can deal with or like I'm in yeah. certain moods where I'm like, do I even want to hang out with this person? Yeah. Do I even care like FOMO-wise? No, I like myself better. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think um, there's the money, there's the planning, there's a just do it, but also there you are going to have down points and yeah. it's okay. And I think that's the character building part of it because it's how you respond to that. And afterwards, when you come out of it, you, you can you know decide like, oh, okay, that was good. I didn't like that. I won't do that 
again. Cool. Well, that is a wrap for this episode. But thank you guys for sharing your experiences. And you know what? If it's anything that I've learned from my experience, it's to not trust anyone. If they're too nice to you, that's definitely a red flag. So don't trust anyone, guys. Keep an eye out for that. Okay, well, that's it for now. Um, so please subscribe and I'll see you very, very soon. Bye. Bye.